Blog Talk Radio. Frankie Picasso is a rebel with a cause. You live life on Mission Unstoppable, and every day is an adventure. Here she is, Frankie Picasso, with Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. And good evening. This is Frankie Picasso, the Unstoppable Coach, and tonight you are on Mission Unstoppable. My guest tonight is a man that radiates an abundance of love. He's a powerful presence, and it transcends physical boundaries. He's intuitive and articulate. He is an intentional healer, coach, trainer, author, and rainmaker. Please welcome my friend, Mr. Ken Graydon. Hello, Ken. Welcome. Hi, Frankie. That's that's a lot to live up to in in, uh, one sentence, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think that you, you've got uh, the ability to, to do that, don't you think? <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, it's, it's very kind of you. It's, it's kind of you to invite me on, in fact. And uh, it's a beautiful day in Perth, uh, Western Australia. It's, um, it's morning here, of course. We're in Wednesday, sun shining. We, uh, we allowed the rain to stop so we uh, can let the flowers grow a little. Isn't that fantastic? Because not too long ago, you were living in a drought, and the the ground that you were walking on was pretty arid and dry, wasn't it? it that's right. It's uh, there's still places in Australia that are in drought, but certainly here we've had the uh, the best rainfall for September for nine years, and for the last two weeks of September, um, we were all part of the rainmaker experiment. You know, um, that was a really interesting experiment. And, you know, you're a rainmaker. I was part of that rainmaker experiment. I'm a rainmaker. Can you tell us, though, how that first came about and how, how everybody came to be together? Sure. It, um, the idea came, and I've, I've written a book, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a little while, about sure. natural magic. And uh, as part of that, it, it, it's a I got the understanding that you know this is a communicating world. We can we can talk to it and it responds to us. And uh, among the things that respond to us are the clouds and and the weather. And so the idea grew. Well, you know we're having a drought and having a drought in California. In fact, why don't we put some good intentions together? And I discussed it with uh, our mutual friend Phil Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's in the, the east coast of Australia, and uh, put out a call to his newsletter, and we found a group of people, including you. I, I spoke uh, with my healing clients, and some of them joined. So we ended up with about 20 uh, people actively uh, putting intentions uh, out that the, it would rain in specific parts of Australia, that it would rain in parts of California, and because they had the fires in San Diego, so we asked for rain over that period, and and, and you, Frankie, got some details on the fact that it rained unexpectedly there. And in Cambodia, we tried to uh, not make it rain because they were having so many mosquitoes and they get fatal um, illnesses for children, and we were trying to work on that as well. Pretty full program, but it, it was just was wonderful. 
So we had 20 people all setting the intention to have Ring go um, across Australia in Santa Clara, California, San Diego, northern San Diego, where they were having a brutal forest fire. And then in Cambodia, we were trying to stop the rain because of the dengue fever. Now, 20 people, you know, doesn't sound like a lot of people to make, you know, to cross that kind of area. And I think we were from, how many continents were we on? Because I didn't know everybody. So. Yeah, we, we, we had, we're from six different countries. Six different um, countries. Yeah. yeah so 20 people from six different countries in 14 days gave the best rain in two years that ever that Australia had. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, this isn't scientific experiment, but, you know, just from when I was reading the weather reports and it would say, you know, sunshine, 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 and they go, no, it's not going to be sunshine. We are going to call for rain. And in a day later, two days later, we had rain in areas that weren't expecting it. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's a... yeah, and it, it's really, it wasn't scientific. It was, it was a yeah, just spiritual intention, but it just demonstrates that we are all we're co-creators. I mean, we don't have to just put up with with what is. We 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 can make it. We we can change it. If you don't like what is, make another choice. You know, do something else. It's a, it, it's all about options and freedom. It's about deciding and defining your life instead of just sitting and living in default. Right. I'm just going to give you a call in number if you want to call Ken and, and give us a chat here. The number is 646-595-3741 in the United States. Give us a, give us a call. We're on air live right now, and we're happy to take your call and, and chat with you. We're talking about healing, positive intention, law of attraction, all those wonderful things that will make your life a lot better. Now, you, you started to talk about um, that you live in a communicating world, Ken. And yeah. why don't you explain a little bit what that means to the folks here? Okay. Now, I, I, I'm not any kind of a scientist at all, so I, I talk about things in very simple ways. And from what I understand, that, that all of the creation stories start with a creator, of one kind or another, and there is nothing else. So if he's going to, if he or she, probably she, is going to create a world, it has to be out of itself. So everything is made of creator stuff. It's all basically made of the same stuff. And I understand the quantum physics people say that that, that stuff is actually called energy, and we all have it in one form or another. So if you and I have it, and the buildings we're in has it, and the rocks and the plants, and, and we're familiar with the idea of talking with plants and talking to each other, but nothing stops us talking to the clouds or talking to rocks or talking to your house um, or your car. And once you get over the strangeness of that idea, it actually makes it a much friendlier world. Um, what one of the uh, things that Albert Einstein is famous for saying before he died, um, when he was asked what would he ask the universe, and he said the first question I'd ask is, is it friendly? Well, if you're communicating with it, it certainly is friendly. Right. 
That's interesting. I mean, it, it is very interesting. We talk about the quantum physics. We talk about the energy, and that stuff is you know, considered to be so small that there's subatomic particles. And if everything is energy and everything is subatomic particles, then we all are speaking the same language. We come from the same place. So it makes sense that we should be able to communicate with it. Now, I know that I used to have a car that ran pretty roughly, but when I was really nice to her and I spoke really nice to her, she drove just beautifully. And I'm sure we've all had those kinds of experiences. You know, you take care of something and you take effort. Even beyond that, Frankie, if you you have a communicating uh, relationship with your car, you'll find it, it won't let you down. It won't break down on a country road on a dark night. You, you'll, you'll be given a, a feeling, I ought to get that checked. Uh, and as long as you're listening and you do that, you, you'll never get caught like that. You'll be given advice on the better way to go to work today is turn right at the next corner, you know, and you'll find that you, you miss roadblocks. It's a matter of being open to it. It's a matter of believing but it just changes your life. You find that you're living in a friendly universe. Some people will say it's intuition. Other people would say it's you know channeled information. It's um, whatever. When you get this information, because I think it depends too on how you receive. So some people would receive it as a voice in their head. Others might just receive it as a knowing, a gentle knowing. How do you receive the information that you get back from? He or does it, it just, change per, per item? More often than not, it's just it's an, an unexpected thought in your head, something that you're not necessarily thinking about. It comes into your head. Um, be a good idea to turn right at these lights. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you you can ignore it, of course, and uh, and then if you ignore it on your motorbike, you find you're involved in an accident. Um, if you uh, if you're aware and you're listening, you you avoid it. You don't you you, you miss that circumstance. You you make another choice. Right, right. It's very it's fascinating. It really is. Um, and you've done this for a long time, haven't you? No, I've I've um, I've grown into this. I mean, I'm 67 years old, and I, I was probably born knowing this, and I spent. Uh, 60 years ignoring it and suppressing it, and now I'm just allowing it to uh, to develop in my life, and it's it's changed my whole life. So it pro- it's, it, you're proof positive that you can uh, teach an old dog new tricks. Okay, you can hear. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've, you've been waiting for the chance to say that to someone, haven't you? No, I wasn't. Really, I wasn't. I swear. Now, you've been involved in healing, though, for a long time, since you were about 16 years old. How did you know that you were a healer? Uh, I knew that I wanted to be. Uh, I, okay. I wanted people. I wanted people not to be hurting if uh, I could do anything about it, and um, and I still want that. But uh, I, I realize a little more that people are making choices and uh, you, you can't impose healing on them. But uh, where, where people are open to accept it, you know, I'm, you know it's my special privilege to, to be able to try and help. So I've done, done all the, the things that you do. You know, I've been involved with churches that did it and I 
did the class training with Christian Science uh, because I had in mind, wouldn't it be great if healing was your profession? It, it, it never ever was because I've, I've never done it for money. But it just, you know, I've just had that motivation to be looking for ways to go about it. And now, uh, what I do is is called intentional healing because what you set out with the intention um, of joining with you for your healing. Mm-hmm. Did um, did that feeling or that need to heal people was that a did it come as a counseling role or was it more for like a physical you wanted to be like a vet or a doctor or something something like that or was it a combination of the two how how did it like for me I always want to help people um I did want to be a vet that was the very first thing I wanted to be I am you know I I I think of myself as a healer because so many people come to me and you know needing something from me that they seem to get and walk away feeling better so you know I consider that healing but it's something I've always done and, and people have always come to me with that. And I have a feeling that's the same with you, that people have always come to you. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you find that you're sort of the person people come to to, to ask stuff or to share stuff with. Um, and, and often you don't know why, but they'll, they'll sort of find you in, in a group of people that they come to you with, you know, I wonder if you could help me with this, or, you know, I just had this awful headache, or, or whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, it's a judgment call. How, how much do you tell them? How, how, what do you do? I mean, what, what you have to avoid is um, being in a restaurant and hearing someone saying about migraine, and you sort of leap across the room and grab whatever <laughs> picture there and sticking out and say, I'm here to fix it. People don't right. like that all that much. Right. right. Yeah. Did um when you, you worked? No, you didn't work as it, but but you were involved as a as a lay preacher in in a Presbyterian ministry. And were you also a Catholic? What did you do in the Catholic Church? Were you a preacher there too, or a minister? Or, you have to forgive me because I'm not very religious and I don't know the terminology for the different churches. But yeah, I I said uh, a, a lay preacher sort of. A, volunteer you you do a short university course and then you're allowed to do it okay. but you're, you're not a you're not a minister at all um in that sense i i was involved in a, a an orthodox type church later um called the old catholic church in, in australia and uh, there i actually was in the priesthood uh, and the whole mission of that church was about teaching and healing and uh, mm-hmm. not about you know building buildings and getting vast numbers of people, and uh, the, the people that I had met in that church just did amazing healing things, and that's why I wanted to be part of that. And that uh, went on for 20 years. Wow! Uh, then you know, your you, your spiritual path changes, and you find uh, yeah, I'm off in a different direction, and uh, and there you go. Was there something? Was there a defining moment for you, or something that happened to you that that took you on the spiritual journey where you are today, where you found out about you know um, doing intentional healing and, and, and talking to um, the universe in the way that you do? I'm sorry, Frankie, I missed the start of that question, so I wasn't was, quite sure. Was there sure. something that, that happened to you, traumatic, traumatic, uh, or was this a, just a gentle? you know, flow into what you do? 
No, not 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 any one traumatic thing. It's just been a sort of slow opening up to the process. I, I was thinking about all this this morning when I, I go for a walk every morning. Mm-hmm. That uh, all, all of the, we, we actually are born with all of this stuff. You know, we uh, come with an awareness and uh, a real openness to communication of every kind. You know, we live by our feelings. Um, we feel hungry, we let our mom know and all of those things. And then we get that trained out of us. Or if we are parents, we train it out of our children. You know, don't do that and you know, ignore those imaginary friends and all of those things. And so we, we build a shell around ourselves and uh, if we're blessed later in life, we start chipping away at that shell and being open once again to all those things. Sometimes it happens in a... You know, Traumatic way, as you are, school war. Other times, yeah, you know, we just slowly chip away at it, and suddenly, but hey, this is different. Yeah, this is a this is a much nicer way to live. Mhm. And since you do live this way, you find yourself surrounded more and more by people who are like you, more spiritual people. Yes, you you attract them into your life. I mean, this is right. the law of attraction, of course. You know the right. You know, Birds of the birds of the feather, and uh, right. not only that, but but people who are not like that tend to drop out of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah not not a, no. not in an un, not an unfriendly way. You just don't have enough in common to hold it together anymore. You um you co-authored two books, or you authored co-authored one and wrote one. Uh, the first one was Creating Abundance One Hundred One or One Point One, and with Phil Evans, your friend. In, in life coach, and the other was things to do on a Tuesday, and that one is about natural magic. Now right, these yeah, the, came the before first... the secret, right? This is all before uh, everybody got on this roller coaster ride um, towards, you know, towards the law of attraction. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, the, the, the first book was originally called um, the Australian Abundance Program. And it was more that uh, because yeah, I know we're using an American telephone number because everything you you see is basically it seems to be from America, and I thought well Australians are really quite different to Americans, mm-hmm. um, and so we ought to have uh, our own abundance program, and that was what was behind it, and so I started writing it, and then I through a whole series of, of amazing events. I met Phil Evans on the internet and uh, we cooperated on this and uh, the book was put out on, on his website. Uh, and it, you know, it, it was interesting and it, it opened up a whole range of things. And then uh, the book, you know, Things to Do on a Tuesday is... Uh, uh, it's much more spiritual book than that. It, uh, it, it says in the introduction, if you're looking for an avalanche of abundance, read this book and do it, because if that's your path, it, it will show you how to get there. But if you're on a spiritual path or you're just interested in how my life could be better and what choices do I have, it just, it's not prescriptive. It doesn't give you all the answers, but it tells you what the questions are. Right. And I've been I've been really fortunate to be able to work on 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 the you know revised version of that with you and for you. So I've been wor- hard hard working away at that. I promise. <laughs> I want to talk about it, but yeah, I hope so. Yeah, 
people, you know, people think about abundance and, and immediately they, they, they think money. But there's so much more to hope for, wish for, want from the universe than just, you know, having money. And money is really just uh, the thing that gets you, you know, that gets you what you want. So it's better to ask for what you want than ask for the money, isn't it? Oh, it might change you. I mean, money is just a medium of exchange. And unfortunately, we, we tend to use it as a way of keeping score. That, you know, if you've got a big number of money, you're obviously successful, and a small number means you're not. And it's, it's not about that. It's, um, you, you can have a blessed and abundant life and not have money in your pocket at all. It's, you know, it's just, you know, but, you know, it's, um, we say in Australia, oh, it's horses for courses. I mean, people um, find their path and, and their ways of, of happiness and, uh, or unhappiness. And hopefully, you know, the natural magic book is, and, and, and I probably should say, because people worry about the word magic, Mm-hmm. It's not about ceremonial magic, and it's you know, it's not specifically about witchcraft. I mean, the wicked people um, in Australia were amazingly generous um, in helping me understand a lot of magical terms and those things. But the book is not about that. It's a, it's a purely and that it's being um, at one with the, with the earth and and living with the times and and you know the the changing season. Just you know, being relating to that, it's more, um, if you like, the way indigenous people, uh, their spirituality and their ordinary life are, are intertwined, and, and that's what this is about. It's uh, it's that sharing. The um, I wanted to talk about you know, still talk about abundance a little bit because some people feel that you know, if you're not in alignment with abundance, if you're not in alignment with the things that you ask for, you're certainly not going to get it. And yet there is this, you know, perception that you already have everything that you need. It's waiting at the door for you. Open the door and it's yours. But if you were brought up, you know, um, in such a way that, that in your belief system you feel that, you know, you are, you know, you are a poor person or you're, you know, a person of lack in all areas, um, you are going to continue in that way. The universe is always checking for that vibration, and we can, you know, we can only hold two vibrations, uh, positive and negative. And so if you're holding a negative one, you can't be holding the positive one. So you need to change that. Like you said before, you have to make a choice, a conscious choice to choose to change how you're thinking and what you're thinking, yeah. right? Yeah, in fact, you really can say it's it's what you know has got you where you are now, and it's what right. you don't know. It's what you don't know that's holding you back. And and the default, the default is to go back to what you know. And we said that before, you know, stop living in default and start living by decision. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and as you were saying, if your family um, programming is that money is really hard to get and people like us don't ever get rich and only bad people get rich. That just, that, that's your belief system. That's what you, that, you know, you will repel money on that basis or you know, it wants to come into your life and uh, you're not allowing it. You can only have the things you can accept. And if you could accept a million dollars, you'd have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are uh, if if you're needing a million dollars to buy some property or something, 
then you have to be open to it. Make that choice. You know, I I was trying to um, last year. I think it was I, I needed you know some some cash and. I was trying, I wrote down in a book, you know, like a hundred times, I, you know, thank you for, you know, giving me this amount of money. And every time I wrote that, there was a little twinge, you know, in my chest. And I thought, you know what, I'm not in alignment with that dollar amount. And I lowered it a little bit. And I kept lowering it until I could breathe easily. Like there was just like this, ah, you know, feeling. And as soon as I did that, that money started to flow in because I was then in alignment with that with that money, and it didn't come right. in in one big chunk. It came in in bits and pieces, and from you know because I didn't want it to come from a certain person. And you're not supposed to say that to the universe, but you know I didn't want anybody to be harmed or or in you know have lack because of you know what I was looking for. And, and so it was quite interesting the way you know it would either be in something that you won or or all of a sudden somebody paid you back money that they had forgotten about for years. That kind of stuff, you know. It's really amazing how how it happens. That's right. And, and the how thing is the important thing is that we don't det- we don't dictate how because no, the we universe. Can't how. No, the universe always finds you know simpler and more elegant ways of doing things than we could even imagine. But it's when we um, decide that you know. Um, if, I, if it was in my mind, if I said, well, I'm going to get rich because a lot of people will buy this book, um, the universe is saying, you know, get over it, Ken. You know, get over yourself. This is what we have in mind for you. And it, it will be something easier and better. And, uh, um, you know, you know, or it, it won't come as money at all. You know, if, if I need a new car, the new car will manifest itself. I'm blessed to already have a new car, so I don't, I don't need one. But it's those sort of things. Being open to the universe, you, you are allowed to give up the job of being general manager of the universe. You know, take a holiday and let the universe do its stuff. Do you have um, a story that you could share or that you want to share with us about something that you wanted, that, that you got, and you were just like so thrilled and how it came about? Yeah, I, I lived in a... Uh, Retirement village in in Mandurah, just south of Perth. It's a beautiful place, um, right on the beach. And uh, Anne and I had wanted, over time, to live in a community. And, and we had looked at several options. We we tried to start one with uh, some folks we were in a church with uh, two or three times, and it never, ever worked out. And uh, I, I was getting close to retiring, and... Uh, the house uh, we were living in wasn't worth a lot of money, certainly not enough for us to to get into a place by the beach. And we had this in mind. This was uh, two places were on our wish list, Fremantle uh, and Mandra. And uh, we just sort of set an intention that uh, this would happen. And over a five or six week period, the value of the house we were living in reasons completely beyond my understanding increased by about $17,000 yeah and which was just enough money for us to uh, to get into uh, Mandurah but the even more interesting thing is um, Anne's Anne's my wife Anne's brother is in real estate and when we decided to sell the house having heard the value had gone up uh, he came to put the sign up outside, as that was for sale. As he's putting the sign up, 
another real estate agent is driving past and he stops and says, you know, what's this about? What, what are you selling? That guy bought it then. Oh, wow. So, so tw- you know, virtually you know, 20 minutes after you say we're going to sell the house, uh, someone is knocking on the door saying here's a contract. So it just, you know, in uh, the normal world it doesn't happen. Um, so you, when you, uh, you moved into your dream house. Yeah, that's right. So we live in a place we wanted to live. It's you know, it's secure community, really nice people. And if we go away at all, the house is safe. You don't even have to think about it. It's just, it's a great base. How fantastic is that? Now, you is this in that Air Force retirement estate, or is this a different place? Sorry. I understood that you had lived, that you lived in an Air Force retirement estate. That's right. Yeah, it, you don't have to have been in the Air Force. It just they, oh, okay. Uh, uh, the, the Australian Air Force um, Society has got a, uh, a series of retirement places, and uh, uh, and they just build into a standard, and uh, which is exceptional. And uh, it just is probably that you know it's the best value in the area, and uh, we've just been blessed abundantly. We've been here two and a half years, and it's been wonderful. Oh, excellent! I'm just opening up the chat lines for anybody who wants to type in their question to Ken. If you want to join us that way, that'd be great. Um, again, you can reach us at six four six five nine five three seven four one. And we look forward to hearing from you. If you want to join us, you can chat to me. Hopefully, um, I'll I'll try to look for that. It's hard to talk and walk and chew gum at the same time, but I'm going to try. There you go. Um, let's talk again then about, so we talked about your manifest, your house, that's fantastic. Now, one of the methods that um, you had mentioned to me was a vision board. That's something that people can do who really want to concentrate on something that they want. They can create this beautiful board, cut out the picture of what it is that they want, and keep it in front of them. Multiple visions of it, actually, can't they? And, and, and multiple things. It doesn't have to just be on one. This vision board. Right, Ken? Yeah. It, the, um, there's two, two ways of doing this. Uh, the vision board is great because you've got a, a picture. Um, uh, as long as the picture represents the kind of thing that you want. I mean, there's no point in, um, in putting, say, Al McPherson's photo on oh, there. Oh, hold on. We have a caller. Uh, just give me a second here. We've got a caller. Hello there. You're on the air with Frankie and Ken. Hi, how are you? Hello? I can't hear you. I'm sorry. 415-504, can you speak up? Maybe you want to try the chat line. I'm sorry, you're not getting through. Okay, Ken. Um, let's maybe I'm gonna okay. drop you and see if you can't call back in. Maybe maybe you'll get a better line this time. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm gonna hang up on you. Sorry, I don't like to do that, but we couldn't hear you. <laughs> so bad. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead, Ken. Okay. Okay. So you were saying there's two different ways to do this. Right. Okay, so the vision board is, is a great way of um, putting things that you want. I'm, uh, I've got a vision board right beside me here, and 
it's got um, a picture of um, a map of Ireland on it because we, we want to do a, a tour of Ireland, we hope, next year. And uh, about my thing about my... Hello there, you're on the air with us. G'day, Coach. It's Peter Hello. from Australia. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Uh, g'day, Ken. How are you? We're, uh, we've just been experimenting again uh, over in Phoenix in Arizona with one of our little machines, and it's quite exciting okay. what's happening in the region. Ken, can you hear Peter? I, uh, yeah, just I, I'm. It, so, what what okay. are you doing? <laughs> are you making rain yeah. happen in Phoenix? Uh, sorry, coach, I just can't hear you clearly enough. Uh, but we've been experimenting with atmospheric ionisation in Australia and also in Arizona, and it's been quite exciting. And Ken can validate some of the things that we're doing with his group as well. And it looks like you get wet whenever we turn our machine on. You have a machine. Wow. <laughs> we do. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask Ken about that then, because you are breaking up. But thank you, Peter, for calling in. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye bye. So, Ken, you yeah, want to Peter, tell us about that? Yeah, Pete, Peter was um, part of our rainmaker experiment. He was he's in um, New South Wales, and, and Peter was blessed to be rained on several times, and he sort of told us about it each time. He has a very interesting um, set of technology that's uh, being tested um, in Death Valley in Arizona, and uh, they, they have... Um, it's I don't understand the science um, atmospheric ionization process that they do, and they've had it raining in Death Valley. I mean, if Peter is allowed to continue, it's going to be called Life Lake. Um, you know, you've got to buy a fishing shed um, in Death Valley, and they're doing some work in Australia, and they have they have demonstrated conclusively um, that they can uh, cause it to rain. It's um, just just having some challenges um, getting some financial backing for it, but uh, uh, it just it's amazing. This is an ionization machine. Is that what I heard him say? That's right. Yeah, and it's um, um, I think it's about. Uh, I don't, are you guys at metric or or imperial? It's just, I think the yeah, well, well, I'm in Canada. We have metric, but. The people listening are probably okay. doing it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's sort of one and a half meters across, you know, machine. And, uh, and I, I haven't seen it. I've spoken to Peter on the phone uh, and he's described it to me. But, you know, 10 years ago, they, they were making presentations to uh, people who grow rice who were having a problem about getting water that they could provide the water and it was never pursued. Everyone sort of nodded and said, yeah, what a great idea, but didn't do anything about it. And wow. now the need is great, and uh, um, they're still having a problem getting the kind of backing it needs. It's, uh, it, I think Peter said it would take you know, a million dollars a year to have an installation in place. 
that would you know, they would guarantee would make it rain. I'm, I'm, but I'm did he just say that they, they made it rain in Death Valley? Yeah, they're, they're, they're having it rain there. Um, Isn't that fantastic? Wow. You, you remember as uh, part of our rainmaker correspondence that um, Gail from Asheville, her, her niece, lives um, um, near Death Valley, you know, out, in, out of Phoenix, and she was saying, it, it's raining, and we can't believe it. It's raining here. There's puddles on the ground. You know, I feel like I'm from up north again. Uh, all we need is some pine. All we need is some pine trees. So yeah, Pete, Peter's the one. You know, he's out there making it rain in uh, in Death Valley. So really interesting, um, high potential. Um, you know, the world needs it, and we're just hoping that uh, that he'll uh, be able to get it up and going. You know, the significance of you know our ability to make it rain, our ability to communicate. Um, you know, with the universe in, in what we call, we're calling natural magic. I don't yeah, know if people are really getting that significance of what is really, you know, uh, able to happen with that. Because, you know, if you can talk to the trees and you can talk to, you know, that we need you to grow, you know, because we're sorry that, you know, we cut you down, but now we have no oxygen, you know, or you talk to... Uh, you know, uh, other things in nature and, and just have them be your friend and have them be on your side. And, and like you talk about the whales, how important the whales are to, oh, to watch and, yeah. and to celebrate. Let's talk about the whales yeah. for a moment. Yeah, the, what, the, the whales, you know, sing the song of creation. We're going to be judged by our stewardship of the earth on the way we look after the whales. And uh, I mean, I, I draw... The sort of illustration that, uh, that for most of us we look at the whales and we see divinity and there are some nationalities that they look at the whale and they see dinner uh, and I think that's diabolical and it, it should be stopped um, and that we should be you know, making a stand because we, we you know, I think we are dependent on their, on their wisdom um, the whales and the dolphins have a special relationship with us yeah. And uh, show us um, you know, virtually nothing but but love and concern, and uh, and we're eating them. I mean, they don't do that with any of our other friends. The um, they're coming closer to us. They're, they're they're coming in closer. They're getting stuck on the beaches. But is is that? Do you think that's because they have a message for us? They need to. They you know. We're, we're not paying attention as usual. Well, yeah, they remember they um, they swam um, up that river, I think the Sacramento River. I'm not sure in uh, California, 70 miles up the river, two whales. And, but what was really interesting was the reaction of the people. Uh, it was like a rock concert. People just wanted to be in the presence of the whales, you know, yeah. down both sides of the river, knowing that this is important. Um, knowing from inside themselves that this is an important thing that's happening, and uh, you know, and it was that just before they would have that meeting of the international whaling um, body about whether they would you know, allow Norway and Japan and Iceland to go back to, to 
more scientific research. I mean, I don't know what science is there in, in killing an animal and eating it. I mean, you make your teeth work better or something. I don't understand the rationale behind it. Right. That's awful. You, um, we, you know, you offered me some healing, and one of those, one of those um, uh, remedies, we'll call it, was to fill a blue bottle with water that has um, had sunlight filter through it for a while. Yeah. What does that do? What does that do? The, it, it's, it needs to be uh, blue glass, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it needs to be blue, but just blue is part of the healing um, tradition of, of a whole range of people, because of the Ayurvedic people and the Pranic people and the, the Hawaiian people use blue for healing, and, and it, it works, so I don't question it. Blue glass bottle, and you put your water in it and put it out in the daylight, preferably sunlight, but you won't have sun every day, in the daylight for about an hour, or the, the next best option is under an incandescent light, mm-hmm. not, not fluorescent, for an hour, and it just charges the water. And it tastes different. I, I mean, I don't know whether you, you, you took the advice, but uh, Anne and I drink it all the time, and that's, that's the only drinking water that we have. And uh, it, it's great. Your pets love it. If you uh, put down water, the, the blue water that's been charged, um, or ordinary water, your pet will choose the charged water every time. And it just, it's a wonderful healing thing um, for your, your whole system. You can apply it externally, and it's just water. Um, if you have uh, muscular or skin problems, putting that water on will make a difference. Guarantee that. And uh, but just you know, it's just it's a natural thing. It's, it's more natural magic. But it, it has to be a glass bottle. And I think there's a brand of vodka that comes in a blue bottle. Yeah, there's a vodka and there's um, a, a water, an Italian water too that comes in, in that beautiful yeah, blue, yeah. like an indigo blue yeah, bottle. Yeah, I know yeah, there's a, a Welsh company and a Portuguese company that do a natural water in blue bottles, so hopefully you have something like that. The, the bottles we got, we just bought in a kitchenware store. I mean, they, they okay. get the blue bottles and uh, we have a couple of them on the go. And uh, so you don't ever run out of it. And uh, but you you can just put a little of that water in an ordinary glass of water, and you have charged the whole lot. You know, it's it's almost you know, it's sort of treated as a cordial if you want to, and uh, the, the the benefit spreads through the whole of the water. But it just it's one of those easy things. Um, you know, you don't need Medicare or anything else. You just use the water you've got. You charge it up, you, know, you allow the sun to bless it, and there you are. You know, you're, you're getting healing. You know, now, was, right was this a Huna? Was this a Huna healing? Pardon? Was this, did this come from the Huna people? This healing? Where did this yeah, one yeah, come yeah. from? Yeah, no, what, what was the background what, from, from this? Of taking the blue bottle, was it was it the Hawaiians? Yes, yeah, it's uh, out yeah, of the. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know how you say this. Ho apono pono. It's yeah, easier than I yeah. to say. Uh, but those guys uh, do this all the time. Right. 
Right. You um, mm-hmm. you told me before you came on the show that you went for a walk, and because it's morning, we're exactly it's it's, it's really interesting because Ken and I are twelve hours apart. I'm I'm in Toronto, and he is in Perth, Australia. But we have the same time. <laughs> his is morning, mine is evening, and he went for a walk this morning, and he found a feather. Now, I found a feather last week, and it was quite unusual because we had just talked about. Um, the significance of feathers, and I hadn't found one for a very long time, and all of a sudden I got out of the car, and poof, it was there, and I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Now, you found one today. What were you thinking about as you were walking? Do you remember your thought before you found that feather? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about this because I'm you know, hard to believe, but I'm actually not on international radio every day. So it's... Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this and, and you know and what challenges you might put before me, and um, suddenly there's this beautiful black and white feather on the footpath right in front of me. And uh, when 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 you read the book on natural magic, you you'll see the, the special significance that feathers have for us. But um, in fact, if you research on Google and look at feathers, you'll see that. Uh, um, Feathers play a very important part in lots of people's and spiritual beliefs, and we take it as a, a symbol that you know, your prayers have been answered, um, that what you're what you're doing is true, um, and that you will be blessed if you continue it. And uh, two occasions lately, um, both, uh, um, I guess it's not surprising, were involved with uh, with, with Frankie. Uh, the first one was about um, two weeks ago, and uh, I, I had been thinking about some healing that we've been doing, and I found this uh, beautiful blue and green feather, uh, and it's it just you know it's a wonderful boost. Came home and turned the computer on, and there was a uh, an email from uh, someone that Frankie had referred to me seeking healing, and it just I was able to share the story with them, and they were blessed by it, and. Uh, uh, they say the healing has worked amazingly well for them. And now today, uh, it's a beautiful black and white feather that I found. And it, I'm just saying to Frankie, before we came on air, something good is going to occur out of there. So it, uh, hopefully um, your listener is being blessed. And uh, if, if they're seeking healing, um, you know, I'm happy to join with them and I'm sure with Frankie in an intention that they will receive the healing. And now... Um, yeah, and, and as much as they can accept, and the more they can accept, the more they'll get, and uh, yeah. they'll be blessed just for being part of our conversation. I hope so. Yeah, that's certainly my intention. That everybody who comes here, um, you know, is 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 blessed. And if you do need any healing, uh, you know, let us know. Ken does, you know, distance healing, and um, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. So do call. Do let us know if there's anything that you need. Um, yeah, the feather. I want to go back to the feather for a sec because, you know, some people say it's angels, you know, leaving a message. Other people uh, say different things. But in, in the indigenous people, you know, they would do the smudging with, with the, um, the sweet grass and maybe use a feather to, to cleanse the body. Right? Yes, um if, if, if you can use a feather, think in terms of feather duster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you um, move the feather over your aura, you, you actually you'll feel it. You'll feel the effect of it. And we just use it as a cleansing thing. 
if you wanted to lose weight, I know that, Frankie, um, you've chosen a different path, but uh, a, a less expensive path is to use a feather as a cleansing if there's an area of your body you'd like to lose some weight in. You can, um, you know, with the right intention of, of losing the weight and being disciplined about your diet, um, just wave it gently over that part of your body and you will lose the weight. And uh, yeah, and I always say you, you need to have an affirmation about losing weight that, that you will... Uh, Everybody wants to know about losing weight. Tell me that one again. You rub the feather over the area you want to lose weight. Yeah, yes, that that works. And you you have an affirmation that says that you will you will get to the right um, body weight and body shape. Because I don't want you you to say that. Well, you know, I want to lose two pounds and your ears drop off. I mean, that's a bit painful. So if you get to the the right weight with the right body shape, you're not putting yourself in harm's way at all. I've got two questions here for you. One, um, and I don't, you know, one is on our chat, and he says, does Ken have any techniques um, about taking advantage of the reticular activating system? Now, do you know anything about that? Uh, May I? I didn't understand quite what you said. Uh, Suggest any techniques on taking advantage of the RAS, which is the reticular activating system. I I don't know anything about that myself. I apologize. For but um, Ken, have you heard about that? No, I I don't. And uh, I'm really I'm not prescriptive about healing. um, Right. At all, because because there are any number of paths and. uh, uh, to, just to give you a quick example, it's slightly off the course, but you know, we're talking about the book on natural healing, and in it I say that we talk about the four directions and the elements that go with them, and they're specific to the, uh, the southern hemisphere. I've been talking to a, a shaman in Alaska by email who I share a healing interest with uh, about directions for the northern hemisphere, and there's two completely different versions. There's what... Uh, this um, person says there's the uh, the indigenous way and there's the, the European descendant way and they're the opposite to each other uh, because, um, you know, one lot is, is trying to work with nature and the other is trying to manipulate nature is how he explains it to me. So there's a whole, there's a whole range of the same thing seen differently. So there are any number of ways of doing healing they, uh, they will work if you're ready to accept healing. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, something personal and dramatic will work. Other times, something you know, soft and remote is the best thing. And, and you know, I, that they're all wonderful um, for the people who are ready to receive them. And, uh, but I'm, as I say, I'm not prescriptive. There's not just one way, um, and there's certainly not one Ken way of doing anything. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't give advice about a particular uh, methodology um, at all. Another caller wants to know if you have any thoughts um, about Edgar Casey. Did you read Edgar Casey's book, or did you? Are you familiar with him? You, you've gone back to talking really quickly, Frankie. And I'm oh, I'm sorry. I talk too fast for Ken. Edgar Casey. You know, you, you've heard of Edgar Casey. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, Maybe yeah, I agree. Sure. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He was just wondering if you had any thoughts about about him, what you thought of him. 
as a healer? Well, he, um, yeah, he, well, he was gifted. I mean, the, the stories uh, of things that he did that were, were right, uh, that worked, uh, are just wonderful. I mean, how, how could you not? Um, but it's, it seems to be that it's a, a unique gift that uh, he had it and uh, you and I don't probably. Um, but you can't argue with the results. So you know, the, the story he told about uh, some surgeon's child was sick and uh, in case he came up with the idea of him having basically you know, crackers and Coca-Cola, which is not your average medical treatment, but it saved the child's life. I mean, you can't argue with that, that kind of inspiration at all. Right. He uh, certainly... Um, I, I think one of my favorite, and, and I know the name is just going to go right out my head because I want it now. <laughs> that always has Earl Nightingale, and he he just really started a whole bunch of stuff too, didn't he? You know, all the lots of beautiful programs have come um, from Nightingale, Conan Hill, especially in the world of spiritual and metaphysical beliefs. Um, you know, we're, this, this person was telling me here about the particular um, program. Uh, which is listening to a tape recording of yourself saying positive things to yourself before you go to sleep. And, you know, to change beliefs, that is one of the, the biggest things um, that I work with people is to change their perspective and to change their beliefs. And the way to do that is to repetitively um, repeat to yourself the new story, who you want to be, um, and, and what it is that you want from yourself. For instance, when we were children, people talked to us, our parents talked to us, our friends, teachers, whatever. Perhaps you weren't very good at math. And so they go, oh, you know, she's wonderful, but, you know, she's kind of stupid when it comes to math. She's silly at math. She can't do math. And so all of a sudden I grow up and I think, you know what, I don't do math. I can't do math. And people go, well, here is something that you need to do. And they go, I can't do that. It's math. Well, I can do it. You know, I, I'm sure I can do it if I change my story and tell myself I can do this. You know, I'm good at this. I'm wonderful at this. And that is just really changing your story, uh, is changing your belief. And and it works, and, it, and you have to do it for, you know, a, a good amount of time. But once you have changed it in your subconscious, it's your most powerful ally. You no longer need willpower because willpower cannot fight your subconscious. Your subconscious will... Uh, act as a servo mechanism will always bring you back to set point, whatever that set point is. And it doesn't it's not a moral compass. It doesn't it doesn't know right from wrong and it doesn't care if, if it's good or bad. It only knows what you tell it, what belief you give it. And that and once you say this is what the belief is, it will always make sure that it takes you back to that belief. So you can reset that and that's the good news about beliefs. And so if you want to believe that good things are going to happen to you and you want to believe in positive, you know, intention, then you can reset your story to believe that and believe in those things, regardless of how your upbringing was. Yeah, that's, that's right. You, you can. Um, your, your unconscious is, is in there as well. I mean, that, uh, so there are some things that, that, you know, those things have happened and you say, oh, why is this happening to me again? Yeah? It always happens to me. Part of that is in our unconscious. We're not deliberately setting out to go and you know, catch the flu or have an accident or something. But our unconscious, um, you know, just, you know, the motor is running and 
we, if we just allow it to go its own way, you'll find those kind of events occur. We, we, it's our responsibility to take charge of it. And you, you can, uh, by information, you know, the, starting with the original one, and, you know, every day and every way on getting better and better. And, and when ML Kuwait introduced that, thousands of people were blessed by it. Uh, now we sort of think, well, that's pretty much old hat. But those ideas work, that, and as you say, your, your subconscious is non-judgmental, it just accepts what you say. And uh, so if you are feeding it positive things, uh, the things you, you want it to, to do, um, it will do that, uh, instead of doing what it just you know, automatically runs on doing. So it's about conscious choice. Um, you are the co-creator of your life. Um, and it's a responsibility that you can take seriously uh, or you can ignore and just let life happen to you. But it's much better to be making the choice, to be living the life you want to live, um, you know, having the things you want to have in your life. And they're there for you and they're waiting for you. And the universe wants to conspire with you to give you a blessed life if you will give it the opportunity. And I should mention that the subconscious also doesn't um, know the difference between fact and fiction. And so you can create a story uh, for yourself, a belief for yourself, that you are you know, exactly who it is that you want to be. Define it, write it down on paper, because when you write things down, they're more powerful. Yeah, writing it down because you're, you're, sort of, you're seeing it with your eyes and you're, you're physically you know, writing, so you're really impressing it on your, on your mind. You also should be expressing gratitude that you've, you've got it as if it was already manifest in your life because then, then you're starting to vibrate as a person who has that. Right. Take the example of, take the example of Donald Trump when he, uh, some years ago, lost all his money. Within 12 months, he was back being a billionaire again because... That's his consciousness. That's that's how he sees himself as Donald uh, Trump, the billionaire. Yeah. Um, you, know, you and I haven't chosen to have that vision about ourselves yet. Right. Yet. I like the yet. <laughs> yeah. I, we're almost out of town. You know what? We've got two minutes left to the show. But I did want to mention, if you do go to blogtalkradio.com slash missionunstoppable, there is a little, um, on the blog, there is a um, directions for a website, three websites, where you can look at Ken's website, you can find his books, uh, and, and just have a look at, um, he's got a couple of great videos on his website, and please visit him. And especially if you know somebody who needs some healing, he is a wonderful, powerful healer, and so generous, absolutely so generous. You know, the one thing that I love that you said in, the, in this last minute that we have here is that people will come to you and they'll, they'll ask you for help for abundance to, to help unstick them, let's say. And the one thing that they have never done is is offered to give you money back. Now, gratitude and giving money, like tithing, is one of the, the, the most important things that we can do. It, it, it like seals the deal, um, doesn't it? Gratitude. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, gratitude is is the most important thing, certainly, and the ways that you express it. Um, but yeah, things don't have to necessarily be an exchange. Um, 
that, uh, that that you do this for me and I'll do that for you. It may be that you do something for me and I do something for the next person I meet and we, we pass it around and we just right. all help to make the world a better place. Um, but yeah, there, there is a place and it depends on on the person who's receiving it. How, how do they set the value? Um, what, what is the value system that they use? And if it's money, they should, they should do it with that. And if it's with um, you know, other good works, or uh, then joining in and, and you know saying, well, look, I received healing. I'd like to help with healing someone else. All those ways are wonderful, uh, and we just improve things for everyone around us. Well, you know what? Um, our show is officially over. Ken, I would love to thank you for coming and being my guest today. And I'm going to take um, a line out of your book right now, what you just said, and said, let's all make the world a better place. And I think together with, you know, intention, positive intention, co-creating, we can do that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Thank you to your listener. And you have a wonderful day. See you all. Well, you have a... Bye-bye. Bye, Ken. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're off here now. In a second. I'm going to make sure. Hang on here. Yeah, we should be. Yeah, we're off here. Okay. Uh, were you, were no. you pleased? No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Because we're still talking. No. Hang on. I'm going to go to Skype. Yeah, were you pleased with that? Just a second. I want to make sure we're off. Hang on a second. Uh, I'm going to hang up. Hang up for one second. Hang on. Hey Houston, for a limited time at VisionWorks, you can get two complete pairs of glasses, frames, lenses, the works for just $49 on single vision glasses and $89 on progressives. And that's a good deal, but we offer that pricing on over 500 frames, which makes it a great deal. Right now, buy two complete pairs of single vision glasses for just $49 or two pairs of progressives for only $89. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Offer expires November 10th. Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about safety-focused workers' comp available at WorkSafeTexas.com.